The warmest of greetings to you, and welcome to Happily Ever Teaching. This is the podcast to help you enthrall your learners in every subject under the sun using the best teaching method known to science: storytelling. To do this, we feature special guest educators who are passionately keen to empower your children. I am storyteller Chip Cahoon, and with me today is. Hi, I'm Bex, and I've got experience teaching across the primary school age ranges, and I also have the privilege of training the next generation of teachers as well. Hi, I'm Rob. I am Key Stage Two teacher, and I've also worked across the ranges in Milton Keynes. And today we are seeing what music we can make with an interstellar folktale from Mexico. You can listen to the story by downloading our sister podcast, Fables and Fairy Tales, or search our website, epictales.co.uk, for Fit for the Moon. There you'll find a video of me telling the story that you can share with your children. And if you're an epic educator, as of the 30th of September 2022, you'll also get the story as a paperback, stunningly illustrated by Corky Paul's protege, Mario Coelho, in time for you to use for World Space Week 2022. Don't worry if you missed that, though, as you can order the book from any bookshop, including Amazon, and epic educators can access the ebook and full audiobook through the Epic Tales app. In fact, I'd like to take a quick moment to thank everyone who's signed up to be an Epic Educator so far, because by doing so, you are also supporting this podcast, so we can keep sharing these off-the-shelf lesson ideas every single week. So, thanks very much, folks. Right now, though, let's conclude our discussion with Bex and Rob. And we used to hear about the music from the celestial spheres, so it makes sense that we should conclude this discussion with the subject of music. Rob, shall we start with you this time for ages seven to eleven, or wherever you want to go with it? I guess.、Um, what's the music you found? The music I found is kind of creating your own composition based on. A celestial body.、Mm. Then I've, as we've been doing research and talking about the story over the week, I was kind of thinking about different groups and artists that do space music.、Mm. So when Chip, you were talking about showing the dark side of the moon or the light <laughs>、uh, side of the、yeah. moon, I was like, oh yeah, some Pink Floyd、mm. there. But Gustav Holst is the classical composer who's made Planet、yeah. Suite. If you don't know it particularly well, you would have heard excerpts of. Some of the planets, definitely. So I would set my class up by listening to some of the different planets, explaining what they can hear, thinking about the musical vocabulary, so the pitch, the tempo, the volume, rhythm, and then say, okay, using the instruments we've got in school or body percussion as well, can you create a piece of music for the Earth, which is one of the planets that Gustav Holst did not write about? Mm, indeed.、Yeah. So, kind of set them off and say we've got lots of percussion instruments. If you're very careful, you might choose some stringed instruments if you've got any in school, or if children have them for their own lessons. But you would have to be very careful with those,、mm-hmm. as, as you would with other instruments as well. But stringed instruments, in particular, yeah, yeah, wind instruments might be a bit trickier unless you are a, a winder. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell I've run out of vocabulary? <laughs> But yes, and then there's a a group called Public Service Broadcasting as well, who make music using old bits of Pathé footage, and、yeah, they created yes, an album、yeah. called Race to Space, and it was about 
the race to space between the Americans and the Russians. Hmm. And they put music to the speeches that were made and the astronauts talking as they stepped off the explorers onto the moon and things like that. So just kind of appreciate different styles of music, different genres that are all Hmm. space linked. Remembering, I think it was last week that we were talking about some kind of top trumps between the planets. I hope you'd also bring War of the Worlds into this. Yeah, that's another yeah. fine example of music being used to show different scenes and evoke yeah, different yeah. Uh, characters and, and scenarios. Would you play the music from the original or the, the Tom Cruise version? Oh, no, I was thinking of the, the Jeff Wayne concept album. Oh, okay. I was thinking of the films. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, the War of the Worlds comes in lots of different forms, all of which are amazing for different reasons. Was it... um George Orwell, the radio show that got half of America um, frantically driving away from their homes, thinking that there actually was a Martian invasion coming. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it really is. It really is an amazing story. A good demonstration of the power of drama. Yes. But yes, the power of music as well through all of these. I remember loving Holst as a child, could listen to my tape of, yeah, cassette tape of Holst again and again and again in the car. Let's creep down the age ranges now, though, to, well, I suppose I should say seven to four-year-olds with Pex. <laughs> Where's the, the music that you found for us? So I had two ideas. One was very similar to Rob, but I wasn't going to get the children to think about the planets. I was going to get them to think about the scenes as well, hmm. the places on Earth that the sun visited again. So yes, similar yeah. to the art. So thinking about the sounds that they would hear in the forest, the sounds they would hear on the beach, the sounds they would hear in the mountains and get them Mm -hmm. to create some music. In early years, I might get them to make their own instruments rather than using untuned percussion because your making station or your creative part of your continuous provision could be making your own instruments. And I was thinking that you could have some visuals to help the children. So maybe looking at a clip of a jungle scene and then listening to the music that's been put behind it and then them recreating it, or you could just show it to them and then they could make the soundtrack for the different little clips that you've got of those places. And you could choose another one or if you're looking at the polar regions, maybe mm-hmm. in your other topics, maybe using one of those as well so using video clips and the children putting their own music onto it using either the musical instruments they made themselves or untuned percussion and then Mm. I also remembered as Rob was talking actually an idea that one of the trainers that comes to train our trainee teachers looks at and she looks at an early introduction to musical notation okay she uses like chips and hamburgers so the fact they would like tap their instrument once for like chips and then hamburgers would be like three times so looking at very early notation and then like showing underneath the chips would be a I've forgotten what it's called maybe a crotchet the one beat musical symbol. But I thought you could do that with the different planets. So you could have like the different planets and the children could play along and then they could create their own bar of music. So like Mars, Saturn, Jupiter. Jupiter. Yeah. Yeah. So you can look at the different beats for the different planets and then they Mm. could create their own notation using the different planets in different orders and and then talk about what it sounds like how they've ordered them and what that music kind of sounds like what maybe the emotions it invokes if it's played on a shaker does it sound different to if we beat it on a drum Um, and what happens if we play the two together so just looking at that early introduction to notation as well with our little 
our younger children, not necessarily little, our younger children. <laughs> and there is a very smooth link into notation, I think, there, because most musical notes are sort of roundish, aren't yes. they? Yeah. Bits flying off in different directions. So, yeah, you could uh, actually have them drawing little planets yes. for, to dance across the page. I just thought they'd really enjoy that. So, oh, Do you know, that's made me think, thinking of the dancing off the page, that, that just prompted me to think they could be composing the wedding music. And then yes. we got a link to everything we were talking about earlier in the week and yes, last they week. Could. The wedding march, they could use their different notation to like, yeah, that would be amazing. They should do that. <laughs> That's all we have time for in this episode, folks, and indeed this story. If you'd like to talk to us about anything you've heard in this podcast, or if there's a subject you are soon to teach that you'd like us to cover, you can find us on social media using at Teach Happily, or leave us a review using your favourite podcast app. Please also share this podcast with your colleagues and help us start a story-led revolution in classrooms around the world so children everywhere can learn in a way that's effective, memorable and enjoyable all at the same time. Now, we'll be going from one form of darkness to another as next week we begin to pull learning outcomes from our spooky Halloween special. But right now, it only remains for us to say cheerio and we hope to hear your story soon. So... Cheerio! And, and we hope to hear your story, story soon! soon.